Hello and welcome to Parently, where we tap into the unique experiences and perspectives of parents to celebrate the joys and honor the challenges of child rearing. With new interviews each week, this is a podcast for moms and dads seeking an empowering community and a little levity. Now here's your host, Kelsey Higgins. Hello and welcome to Parently. Today's episode is a continuation of my conversation from last week with Jamie and Supak Keenitz. This episode can be listened to as a standalone episode. However, I would recommend that you go back and listen to last week's episode first for an introduction to this lovely couple. Enjoy. Supak, I have to ask, have you seen a change in Jamie throughout this process and what has that been like? Oh my goodness. It has been like, oh my goodness. So I'm okay. So as you can kind of hear, part of our roles has been right. Like I'm kind of the networker, kind of bring everyone together and and she does the proto types, product development. And I know Jamie, she's very much an introvert. She's again, she said to herself, she's a recovering perfectionist. She has to have everything right. She's super detailed that way, which makes her a really good designer. (laughs) Um, I have seen her cried, crying to her core because she made something and it was great. And I'm like over here, like, (laughs) good job, honey. Great. (laughs) Because whereas I'm like trial and error. I'll do it again. It sucks. I'll do it again. Like it's no biggie to me for her. It's like super ingrained into her like, um, core. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's, it's, it's vulnerable for her. Um, I've never felt like good. I have a, like mm -hmm. not good enough, not worthy. Mm -hmm. I won't say complex, but I have that trauma that has followed me my whole life. So I just never thought I could create or do anything. I'd like, I wanted to do something with music when I was younger and I just told by someone very close to me, like, you can't, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't do that. Like, Aww. so in my mind, like I couldn't do, I didn't do creative things. So I just thought, oh, I'm not creative. That's what I would always say. So then we make something and it fits. And I think it's personally awesome. It was, yeah, I did ball like a baby. Yeah. I felt like accomplished, like, oh my gosh, like. Not to make it about me, but I, I relate to that because mm-hmm. I think. I think there's something, whether it's a a podcast or, you know, clothing or whatever, there's something about making something and putting it into the world. And like that, it, it, it takes creativity wherever that comes from. It takes some sort of confidence or entrepreneur spirit. And it, it's vulnerability is what it is because you're taking something that is a piece of you. And, and putting out into the world and letting people judge you for it, you know, and that's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And so I can, I absolutely can relate to the emotion behind creating something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. It was super scary. Like I didn't even want to release because I'm like trying to do my own therapy. Like sales does not equal your worth, Jamie. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people don't like it, it doesn't mean you're, be- you're, you know, not good enough. Like that's the inner battle that I was yep. fighting with myself. And I still fight it. Like it's hard. Like 100%. Some days, but some days it's like, I'm out. 
I get it. I get it. I mean, on a different level. Where are we at with with J Victoria in the future? It sounds like we've got some cool new lines coming out this fall. And 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 what are you are you an online store? Do you have a storefront? Is there? I mean, are you strictly online? Like, what are what are the plans? <clears throat> We're strictly online right now. Probably maybe get into like pop-up shops or like, but not, we're not looking at a storefront anytime. I mean, eventually that's would be the goal, right? You know, To get to what we were just talking about. So part of J Victoria, we haven't done it yet. So we haven't talked a lot about it, but remember how I told you when I talked to my friends and they were like, me too. And it was like, yeah. kind of how we just, I told you something personal about me and you're like, me too. Like, mm-hmm. Right. We're not alone. So part of what we wanted to do and we've been planning, but it's hard. Um, it's like, it's our co-creation line. Okay. So like, we're going to ask just average human beings to like co-create a shirt with us. Right. So it'd be, so they come and we design a shirt together telling their story. Right. And it's to amplify the voice of, <clears throat> you know, because we don't talk about vulnerabilities, insecurities, not being good enough, depression, suicidal, like anything. You know what I mean? We don't really talk about that. And everything online is like people's fake glory lives. and You know what I mean? It's not yep. real. Yep. For the most part, not everyone. But so we wanted to put that voice out there and amplify and share those stories just to have people and like create this safe space community, like that you can go and be, you know, not alone, mm-hmm. you know? So we want to share those types of stories. And then part of the proceeds of those shirts would go to like, uh, like a nonprofit of like our first one is about our friend with depression and suicidal thoughts and that kind of thing. So the nonprofit would be more of a, like a mental health type of place. Do you know what I mean? So yep. we want to share those stories because we really think like it's more than just like we don't have clothes. It's also like the mental and emotional piece of not having those clothes or, <clears throat> you know, like being plus size or, you know, even getting a divorce what you know people close to you passed away just those stories to feel like you're not alone just to be able to get through it more you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah that's beautiful so we have these turquoise buttons on the cuff that came about just like how we talked about co-creation and you know creating a safe space and being kind to people but it's you know how you can beat your own self up real good <laughs> like that like so the buttons are like a friendly reminder to be kind to yourself to give yourself some grace right because like everybody you can be kind to the outside world and you're kicking your own ass you know what I mean? like it's be kind to yourself first and foremost right because if you can't do that then you're just out here being fake kind to people you know like to be kind to yourself is going to like make it easier to be kind to other people but if you're just beating your beating yourself up like it's hard because it's still a struggle and I still struggle with beating myself up and I'm real good at it um, absolutely so it's also for me too you know I'm not just like it's a real life it's like a practice like you have to be reminded oh she's good at helping me like remind because I'm like the recovering perfect and she's like Jamie it's okay like 
you know what I mean? Like it's everything doesn't have to be perfect type mm-hmm. of thing. So, mm-hmm. The buttons is a big piece of it too. So it's just more like be kind to yourself. Like let's have the safe space and be open and vulnerable and connect. Be your like true authentic selves, and that's what we're trying to pursue. I guess. Yeah, I love that. I, I, you're so right, Jamie. The loudest voice in your head is always yours and it's mm-hmm. it's it's so hard and you know I've I've done all of those you know things that they say to do like re like say things out loud affirmations in the mirror and like I feel like a goon doing it like that's just I mean I I don't know I I don't know if that is for me um but I totally agree there's something about the visible like reminder you know setting set, setting something up so that you whether it be a post-it note or whatever. And I just, I've never thought about something on clothes like that. That's so creative. I love that. Very cool. We'll be back after a short break. Today's episode is sponsored by Strip. After several months of maternity leave, I am back to work which means I'm also back to wearing makeup. While I do enjoy wearing makeup, I have never enjoyed the process of removing it at the end of the day. Until now, I've been using a new product I love called Strip. It does more than just remove your makeup, though it does do that well. It is skincare that truly nourishes your face with nutrients and vitamins, leaving behind noticeably healthier looking skin. It's made up of clean ingredients and it doesn't have a zillion steps that, frankly, I just don't have time for. I've even shared it with family and friends and we all agree it leaves your skin feeling so soft and looking replenished. My favorite product is the Caviar Jelly Remover. It removes my makeup while hydrating with these fun bursting nutrient bubbles. Support your favorite podcast with an awesome product. Check out Strip and use my discount by visiting stripyourmakeup.com forward slash parently. Strip your makeup, not your skin. Now, back to Parently with your host, Kelsey Higgins. Jay Victoria, we talked about uh, the name came from uh, middle names of loved ones. Supak, I know you have a special relationship with your brother, and is that is that where Jay came from? That's right. Okay, tell me tell me about the the relationship that you have with your brother. Sure. Between our ages, I think we're almost twenty years apart. Wow. So- I could be his mom, right? Um, <laughs> well, so he was he was younger than your your um stepkids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um so him and I we became pretty close right before COVID, but especially during COVID. Um I I made an extra effort to to be in his life once I saw his grades were falling and this was what year, how, how old was he? Maybe 10. There was a, a point in his time where he just became real quiet. Yeah. Which and was not his personality. No, he was, he was very talkative. Even if he's talking about the movie Madagascar or some game he's playing, he's always talking about some game. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it was just during a time where he was quiet. He was just super quiet. And then he started wearing black a lot. And I get it. There are, 
you know, we're all three wearing black. What do you, what are you saying? Zubak? I know, right? What are you saying? No, but it was just like hoodies. It was different. It was just it was a different. different vibe. And, yep. and, um, I, I made an attempt to call him very often to see what he's up to. And I used to be, so I'm the oldest out of four. And I used to be very all about the grades, just very strict. I just, I don't know. My, my parents really instilled in me, like I had to be this role model, right? For the rest of the, the siblings. And so I was kind of mean. Um, I was kind of a, a mean older sister. But as I gotten older and as we've worked on ourselves and with our, our relationship between us two, um, I kind of let loose. Like I was easier, easygoing. And when my brother, when I started to, to get into his life, um, I just made sure to like at least help him with his schooling. Because that was something that I didn't have for myself as I was the oldest and my parents didn't really speak the language as well. Um, so I, I made a point to kind of be in his life without really being in his life. Like he's, at the time he was three and a half hours away from me. And I was visit him now every now and then, but it wasn't often, it was just over phone call and over FaceTime is, is kind of how our relationship is started. Sure. And his grades were dropping and I, I made sure to not emphasize on like the grade part. Like I didn't want to make the grades a big deal. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see like, I don't know, just, just if he needed help, I can help him with certain spots. But if he had a bad grade, like a, a D, I'd be like, oh, that must be a hard subject, wasn't it? He goes, yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, I just, I was trying to like speak with him in that way. Um, but at one point he made sure to tell me, you're like a second mom. And I said, Tata, nope, <laughs> I'm your sister. <laughs> I, I had to put boundaries up. Cause I'm like, I am, that's not my responsibility. I could be your older sister, but I will not be your mom. Like mom is a whole new responsibility. Um, but so I think, can I, sure. <laughs> I think she, especially during COVID, I think she did a really good job of creating that safe space for Tayden to be himself, right? Like, you're not wrong. Like, things don't have to be. It's just like she taught him how to be creative and open-minded, critical thinking, and just like, and he can, he comes to her for any and everything, you know? Like, so I think, like, you're his safe space to be open and ask questions, like, Mm. weird, you know? all types of weird questions. Like you created a safe space for him to, to come to you, I think, in my opinion. That's really sweet. And you know, the pandemic, what a time to do that. That was obviously hard on everyone. Duh. But like kids, man, they really got the short end of the stick. (sighs) Yeah. I saw that with my brother. Yeah. But we, we brought him in for a month because it was all virtual. So I said, Tayden, come live with us. (laughs) So he stayed with us. Yeah. During the spring and we helped him with his work and he got caught up and then we sent him back. (laughs) How, how was that Jamie? A little, a little, uh, uh, guest for a month. Tayden's awesome. He's great. So I don't, I don't mind having him. He, He usually comes, he doesn't come for a month, but in the summer he'll come for like a couple weeks and it's a lot more energy and money, uh, <laughs> but, but it's great and it's fun and it's super cool. Like, you know, we're not parents of human beings, but just seeing him grow into mm-hmm. a, a young man, 
has been super rewarding. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) He just started track. Oh my year, and we went to his first meet, and like, and we just started crying because we're like, oh my god! Like we remember when he was little, and he's like, he was deep in thought when he's like six. We're like, Tatum, what do you think about? And he's like, Madagascar is hard. Like there's a video game Madagascar, (laughs) right? And now he's like got this facial hair, leg hair. He's he got like third place, and like you know, it's just like crazy to see a human being grow into that it's like it's super rewarding so I love Tatum that's sweet Jamie you said you know we're not parents but I know that there was a point in your journey that you two were pursuing that Mm -hmm. route when was that and how did that start how did it go kind of um, walk me through that yeah so we got married in uh, 2015 Mm -hmm. yeah the end of 2015 and I think I think it was like a year later I had this thing that I really wanted to get pregnant I wanted to have a baby I have endometriosis um I've had multiple surgeries so I was just like gosh I don't know if I'm able to you know just like a little bit of anxiety about that um but also I think I wanted to have a child for I don't know if it's the wrong reason, but not the right reason. Like, it was more like looking back, like, I think it was a bit of, like, childhood trauma, like, not getting the love, like, wanting to be able to give that to somebody else type of thing. Wanting to do it right. Right. So it's kind of like a, de- yeah. like, I want to get, I want to, I want to have a baby. Like, looking back, it was like I was in a desperation mode to get pregnant. Okay. For, you know, for no real reason. Um. So about a year after we got married I think we started looking into it found a doctor had to do IUI so we had to like go online find us um a donor pick out one and it's super everything's super expensive super time sensitive right so if you're doing I mean I'm sure you know about it but like one try is like over a thousand dollars for this donor right and then oh I got my period okay you got to come in in three days do it, you know, and then you got to come in and two more day, or whatever it was. And it was just like super time sensitive, super expensive. So it's stressful for like, for me, I was stressed out. We tried a few times with this one place and didn't really like it because they weren't open on weekends and it's super time sensitive. And I'm like, you have a life. You know what I mean, like if yeah. my, if my time to go, I forget what the, the technical term, but if I need to be, I am if so you're sorry. ovulating, there you are girl yeah if i'm ovulating on a saturday afternoon don't push it to monday or yeah. don't, you know what i'm saying like that's what they did and i was like no i don't like that so then we tried like three times there i think i had to have surgery to like get some stuff out of there i don't know if it's endometriosis or fibroids or what it was but then we found a different place um same thing and, you know it's also stressful like you know i feel like I've always grown up and I think it's a cult. We were talking earlier. I think it's a cultural thing where it's like, um, you don't tell anybody you're getting like until you're 12 weeks, you don't tell anybody type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Or cult, yeah. Like safety reason or whatever the reason is. Yep. yep. That was in my mind. Right. So it's more stressful when I had to, you know, I was in the office, you know, we weren't working from home. So I had to lie to my boss every time I, you know, 
last minute had to light all these times I had to leave. Um, so we tried a couple more times at this new place on the seventh try. I actually got pregnant, which was super awesome because by that time I was like, mm, maybe I can't get pregnant. Like maybe it's just not going to work. Right. But it, it took and I was pregnant. It was our seventh try, I believe. And it was awesome. And then ended up, you know, whatever number that is went down and I had, we lost it. Um, which was actually really sad, but, um, and we tried one more time after that. And then we were just like, you know what, this is a lot. It's stressful. You know, when you got your family members asking, when are you going to get, when are you guys going to have a baby? When are you going to, my sister just had a baby and I don't mean to put my dad under the bus, but my sister just had a baby. Like we were at her house visiting this newborn baby and my dad's sitting right next to me. I'm actively having And he's like, when are you guys going to have a baby? And you know, my, oh, I had always say things like it's expensive or trying to make up something up because I didn't tell people that we were acting with trying. And I was like, died inside a little bit. You know what I mean? And I didn't say anything because I wasn't supposed to per society or whoever, however I was taught that. Um, but you know, it felt so good. So after the eighth time, so we lost the baby, tried one more time and then we're like, you know what? This, we, this is too stressful. Cause they say if you're stressed out, it's also probably not, it's going to be harder to get pregnant and keep it. Like you need to be relaxed and all that stuff Sure. to do. Um, so we, we took a little break and I remember we had some of my family over and they asked again, I don't know why everybody asked that question because it's all the question to ask. PSA, please stop asking people. Uh, louder for the people in the back. Yeah, just don't just it's. Cause you don't know people's situation. Maybe you can't have it. Jamie, the thing is like, it never stops. You have one and people are saying, when are you having another? Mm. And then you have another one and it's like, are you done? Or are you going to keep having kids? And it's like, mind your business. Right. It doesn't matter what we decide to do. But it did. So they were over and they asked us again. And I was like, you know what? This is, and I was in therapy by this time already. So I was like, I just was like, I'm I was like, we've actually been trying to have a baby. We actually got pregnant and we lost it. And they were all like flabbergasted because they had no idea. And they haven't asked me since, which has been great. <laughs> so and they, pro they probably haven't asked anyone else since either, Jamie, which is. The it was super like liberating for myself to like, it almost felt like standing up for myself. Like I'm like shaming myself. Nobody's yep. doing it. I'm doing it for myself because I'm being secretive. I'm not telling. So then I'm feeling that shame, right? Like, oh, I lost the baby. I did something wrong. Uh, I'm not good enough again. Or, you know, all those things compounding. And it was so freeing and liberating to be like, yeah, we tried and it didn't work. Like, and that's okay. And I don't know if we're going to try anymore. Like, you know, just but being honest and transparent to people who deserve to hear our honest and like what we're doing in our lives, like, is so freeing to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. First, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, and I, for for listeners, you know, I feel like 
most of the people who listen to my podcast know this, but miscarriages are super like way more common than you would expect. Like one in four pregnancies, right? Um, I've had many guests on who have had a miscarriage. I've had a miscarriage and I just feel like the more people share and talk about it, um, the less women will carry this shame and guilt that is so strange that we feel that way, but we do. And so thank you for sharing because I know that is, is difficult and I'm glad you felt liberated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it's, it's a tough situation. And Supak, I know you physically weren't going through it. Um, but how, how did you feel throughout this process? Were you, were you grieving, you know, the way that, that Jamie was grieving or was it, you know, you were, you were sad for Jamie or how did it feel for you? Yeah, I was, I was also grieving at the same time. Um, when we first had the idea of wanting to get pregnant or start and, you know, have children of our own, I was at a spot where I, I wanted to do everything in life. Right. Like, you know how I started with music and this whole album and now I'm starting a business. Like I was honestly like, I could probably have pushed it a little bit, um, but I wanted to also be respectful of, of my wife's, you know, wishes and, and her wanting to have a child and I was going to make it work. Like it, it was fine. We would figure it out. Um, and the journey was, was tough. It was tiring financially, um, emotionally, uh, watching her cry, us grieve together. Um, God, I feel like it's just, we've had so many things happen that I'm just like, wow, it, we have done a lot, haven't we? <laughs> we've been through a lot and a lot of deaths, you know? A lot um, of deaths. A lot of death. Yeah. So... So yeah, so now in, in looking back, as Jamie was stating before, she's like, I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen um, because that there was a lot of things that we had to kind of work on on our own and it would take away that time if we had someone to tend to or mm-hmm. seven. And at this point, we're both revisiting um, next year to see if we want to again. Um, but there's no pressure. It's just let's start and have a conversation maybe next year if we want to. That's where I'm at. I think that I honestly would regret it if I don't um, at least talk about it and go through it again. So, but yeah, it's like this ongoing work on development Mm. on our own, you know, Mm -hmm. just the mental capacity, the space to have the capacity to, to work on yourself and heal. I feel like that's first and foremost, we need to take care of ourselves before we take care of someone else. So, you know, there'd probably be a lot more stable people in the world if everyone took that approach to before they decided to become parents. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, And, and Jamie, I mean, you've been, you've been a caretaker. It's different, but I mean, you clearly know what you're signing up for when you decide to take care of somebody well I think back then also I didn't even know like who I was or what I like after basketball I didn't know what I liked so you know I I would take care of people I would my personality was very much like 
how do we smooth everything out for everyone? How do we make sure everything and everyone are okay? Like, how can I make people's lives better? Like, sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you're, you've got that harmony. Yeah. Right. So that was like my default. Right. Uh, so now I'm like, what do I like? What do I want to do? What do I, and you know, now that we, we have a quiet, peaceful home, because we made it that way. And like, we have time and space to figure us out and be and caretaking is a lot of work. And it's sad. And I, I, I would love a child, but I also think it probably, the timing wasn't right. So it's probably like, you know, meant to be how it happened just to allow us to, because I don't think I ever would have taken time out from my child's life to like, okay, I, I need to work. I need time alone. You know what I mean? Like, how do you make, like, I don't know how parents do it. Like, how do you take time for yourself? Like we were just with our niece and nephew for a week, girl, does I'm tired. It's hard. And I'm tired. Come. That's what I'm saying. And you got it. And we're just aunties, so we leave. But it's like, how do you take time from these little humans that love you so much and you love and like pour into yourself? Because like, I don't think I would have done that yeah. if I had a child because I didn't have the capacity to. I'm just learning how now. Mm. Like if I didn't have that a little bit before I have, like I would have never gotten to it. I really don't think I would have. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't know, like, bravo to you guys, because mm-hmm. that is... Here's the thing, Jamie, if you, I think everything you're saying, I I completely understand, and I agree with, but the thing is, is if you would have done it, like, you would have figured it out, because you have no other option, right? You you just, you got to keep moving forward, because you can't go backwards. So you <laughs> you, you would have figured it out. But is this a, a perhaps healthier and, you know, more sustainable approach? Yeah, probably. You probably got it down. it's healthier for me for sure I would have figured it out but yeah it's if we do try it again we will definitely be a healthier more stable in a stable place yeah where it'll be for sure which is a gift that's a gift to give your child right right but we have two fur babies hey I'm not, let's not pass over those tell me about the fur babies we've got I've got two minutes till you two have to head out so (laughs) They're my everything, and they're the same size. They're both 12 pounds. They're little. little Cat, dogs? What are we talking? Oh, sorry. They're dogs. What kind? Rescue? Uh, So Snickers was not a rescue. That was our first one. Yeah, we got Sadly, we bought her from a store. I can't. Okay. Talk about telling secrets. I can't believe you just said they are coming for you, Jamie. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I, but this is the truth. We did, we went to the store and purchased Snickers on sale, but that is not the reason why. <laughs> I, was, I wanted a King Charles Cavalier. That's what, like Spaniel. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Half of that. And she happened to be on sale. But she, so she's King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, I think it is, with Lhasa Apso. She's eight. And then we got Oreo. We rescued him. He was from, he's, he lived in Puerto Rico. We got him when he was, he almost turned one, um, but they brought him to a kill shelter in Puerto Rico. And then luckily there's a place here in Minnesota that works with them. 
So they flew them up and the moments, so Snickers and then Oreo. I see uh, what you did there. Yeah. If you saw, or he's all black and he has a white strip. In the <laughs> uh, That's but cute. The first time they met, they both went on the back legs and like hugged each other. And we're like, okay, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. They're BFFs. And yeah. So yeah, those are our babies. We have a babysitter come stay with them when we leave. And yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Snickers and Oreo. They got they got some pretty legit parents. They lucked out. I'll I'll say that. Okay, I know you two are busy busy women and you need to head, but I am so thankful that you agreed to do this. I th- I think there was maybe some hesitancy and so I I hope that it yeah, Jamie's like yes. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty easy, right? You only cried a couple times. Right. Well, no, I just get like one talking to new people. I get anxiety just in general. And then trying to be vulnerable. It's like, okay, let me just take a moment to figure, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So what happens is she ends up talking most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. I don't know. I love it. You two are awesome guests. I'm going to need to to have you back on. We're going to need to do a check-in maybe maybe next year to see what's going on with Jay Victoria and mm-hmm. I, I, everything. You guys I, and and I didn't even dive into all of the questions I had based off of your introduction literally. <laughs> so, I'll have to have you back on and and talk through all that, but I I really appreciate your time and vulnerability and Good luck. Congratulations on your business. Good luck. I can't wait to see it grow and continue to uh, make a difference and and help people. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great. My pleasure. And to all the listeners, thank you for joining as well. I invite you to tune in again next week for another insightful conversation. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next time.